You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back for another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. Uh, Today, I'm joined by a cuckold couple. You might remember her from the the October episode uh, that I did. She was actually the, the, the first wife to speak. You might be able to pick up on her lovely accent. Um, so this is Z and her cuckold S. Why don't you guys say hi? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so as I said, you guys are a are a cuckold couple. So I kind of just want to kind of dig into your your story a little bit because, like I said, I did have you on for the uh, for the October episode, but that was just kind of focused strictly on on chastity, whereas this is going to be a more all encompassing uh, kind of conversation about about your entire dynamic so let me start by saying how long have you guys been married um we've been together for eight years been married for about three years okay and yeah now for those who may not remember you from the uh from your october episode obviously you you have an accent can you would you mind telling us where you're from yeah, um, so I'm South African, and I moved to Toronto about 10 years ago, and this is where I met my my lovely Kaki. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. So, S, I want to ask you, uh, she said you guys have been together for about eight years. This is kind of a question that I enjoy asking the husbands. What do you remember about the very first time you saw her? Um... She was uh, very beautiful. <laughs> um, she took my breath away when I first met her. What was the context? Um, like you, was it like a, a store or at work or restaurant? No, you know, no. We, we actually met online. Um, okay. We met like Match.com. We, you know, it was actually probably one of the fastest dates I've ever had in my life. Meaning, from the moment we connected online to us meeting, I, I don't think even eight hours passed by. Oh wow. Um, yeah, and we we met in a restaurant. We just instantly hit it off, um, and uh, we came back to uh, my place at the time. And uh, she still hasn't left. <laughs> <laughs> We're still on that date. I wow. know. <laughs> yeah, so it was just kind of a, a very much love at first sight type of thing. We just instantly connected. Oh wow! And and how long have you guys been married? Officially, only three years, okay. and mostly just because uh, you know we just figured we might as well do it. But we've right, been together right. for. A while. No, I, no, I, I, no, I totally get it. When so, when you met her, what was it about her that that captivated you so much? You know what, uh, Z is just a lot of fun. She's very open-minded. Um, she was just, uh, you know, I don't. It's hard to explain just everything about her. You know, her, her smile, her. Her just demeanor, just everything about her just totally captivated me. Mm-hmm. She knocked me off my socks. That's for sure. <laughs> and Z, <laughs> Z, what do you remember about that that first meeting? Like, What kind of stands out to you? Um, we are so similar. All we want to do is have fun. We enjoy each other's company so much. 
Um, I want to be with this man every single day. Like, I don't want to be with anyone else. He's awesome. He's fun. We know how to have fun together. And life is a blast with him. Um, we just totally get each other. Mm-hmm. And I do recall the first time that I came back to your place, I took my shoes off. And you did not stop staring at my feet. That's true. I did. <laughs> I can I can even remember the nail color. She had like a dark purplish color, and I was like, "Oh wow, this girl's really for me." Because I, I have an foot fetish, so. uh-huh. and I I know you do too as well, Michael. Right? Well, so. no, I, I guess for the record, because this has actually come up recently, I have a <laughs> I have a heel fetish, not necessarily a foot fetish. Like there there is a difference. Like I'm the guy that if we're playing. I want to put the heels on you, not take them off. You know, not, not, uh-huh. not that I can't appreciate a well manicured, a well pedicured feet, but they just they just don't hit me viscerally the same way that seeing a woman in heels does. You know, so mm-hmm. I, my fetish is more or less towards the heels, not necessarily the feet. Yeah, <laughs> I know that that no, makes sense because people kind of connect the dots and say, "Oh, you have a foot fetish," and it's like, "No, no, no, no foot fetish." Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a yeah. heel fetish. I, I'm the same way. Like when I, anytime I meet someone new and I'm walking down the streets and I see an attractive woman, I usually start from the bottom and yeah. work my way up. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, all, I'm always looking at a woman's shoes uh, first and foremost, always. Um, so, so S, let me ask you. Because I'm always curious uh, with the husbands with this. This whole concept of seeing your woman with another man and being aroused by that idea. When do you remember that first forming in your in, in your brain? Like, did it happen before you met her? Did it happen after you met her? Like, I'm just talking about just the idea of it. You know what? Um I, it, it's something that that's kind of took place um, probably in my early twenties or mid twenties, mm-hmm. um, where I just I had this fascination for uh, I, I I think I just saw some cuckolding type porn or or images online and it just hit me like a, a like a ton of bricks right. that it was something I wanted and I'd been married in the past prior to Z. Um, and I used to always think in my mind, can I see this sort of lifestyle with that person? And it just didn't resonate to me. It didn't feel right. It just, it didn't. It wasn't until I was with with Z that it all of a sudden started to click with me. And I think because, in my opinion, in order to be truly cuckolded, you have to really be in love with the person you're with. Right. And I think I think it's when I was completely in love with Z where I, I felt that just like there's a, there's a certain pain element to it all. And to, to feel that pain element, you have to be completely in love. Mm-hmm. And I just started having fantasies about her and being with other men. And it just, it started to hit me and it, and it just felt so right. And, um, and then it was just, you know, constantly thinking about it all the time with her, but I didn't have the courage to tell her. It took a long time. Okay. <laughs> and I, I, I kept it hidden and, um, eventually what was happening to me was, um, I was, I was, you know, going to bed at night and, and having these dreams and fantasies of Z with, with other men. And, you know, I kept going and not being able to tell her. Um, but eventually it just got so bad and so intense that I remember waking up one morning and I was just in this intense cold sweat and I just had to tell her. 
And that's when I broke down and I, I just said to her, listen, I got something I got to tell you. And I just spilled my guts. <laughs> mm. Okay. And, so, uh, yeah. No, I just want to pause you right there. Cause I do, I definitely want to dive, uh, dive more into that. But what I'm curious about is, so you had the idea, like the thoughts were going through your mind before you met her. You said you had them in your early twenties, but the intensity wasn't there because you said it just it just didn't feel right. Um, so up to the point where you woke up the, in the middle of the night in the cold sweat, you had never mentioned this to anybody else, like ever. You just all, it was just always something that stayed you kept to yourself. Yeah, no, I I I, I never told anyone. I I uh, it was like my hidden little you know cuckold little fantasy world. Okay, um, so, just so I just want to like I said I, I'm I'm really into like timelines and how everything kind of falls into place. So you, you had the thoughts with, I guess your first wife and then that relationship ended. So the time from that relationship ending and you meeting Z, how much time had passed? Uh, I'm going to say about three years. Okay. So Maybe in, that, in that three years, what happened with those thoughts? Um, you know what? I did look for it. I'm not going to lie to you. I did look for it, but it, it, it's something that you, you can't like finding an existing hot wife um, or someone who's fetish orientated, who's also socially compatible with you and has all the other things that you need is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. And I, I, I did try for a little while, mm-hmm. um, but then I just, I felt like it's just, it wasn't out there. So then I said, you know what, I'm just going to go back out to vanilla dating. Um, just, you know, find vanilla people and just find someone I can fall in love with. And then I did, I, I right. fell in love with Z, but that kink, it's always there. You can't get rid of it. No. You can't just make it away. It's, yeah. It's with you. Once, once it, once it bites you, it's, 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 it's pretty much, it's pretty much there. Um, Okay, so you get divorced, three years passed, the thoughts are still with you. You're still having them, you're still having them. Um, you tried other uh, means to pursue it, didn't really work out, so you went the vanilla route, met Z, you, you know, you get together, you're still, you're still having these thoughts, but you're kind of keeping them to yourself. And then that day arrives where I guess everything kind of comes to a head and you, you can't keep it inside any longer. So let me shift to Z. What do you remember about that conversation when he told you the first time? Like, what, what, what do you like? Were you like, okay, this guy is kind of crazy. What's going on? This is strange. I never, like, how did you take it initially when he told you? Um, he woke me up one morning and he was like in a sweat and like pacing back and forth in our living room. And he sat me down and he said, there's something that I need to tell you. I need to get something off my chest. Um, I was a little bit concerned because um, he looked completely stressed out. So you, you were um, expecting bad news when he <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, I sat down and he wouldn't even sit down. He kept on pacing and I was just like, please just tell me what's going on. Uh, we have kids. So now I'm thinking, is there something wrong with the kids? Like what's going on? Um, he basically asked me if I know what a cuckold is, if I know what a hot wife is. And I just looked at him like what, like he was 
speaking in a different language. Um, I've never heard of these terms before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had no idea what he was talking about. And he had to explain everything to me. Um, he then followed that with, Z, I want you to have sex with other men um, and be in complete control. And I was like, I, I didn't understand it because we have a great, great, great sex life. And the first thing that popped into my head was, why Why are you even offering this? Why, why do you want me to do this? Mm-hmm. So I thought he he just wanted a free pass to be with with other women. Right. And, and, I've, and I've actually spoke on that before that, that I think that that's kind of the place for not all women, but for most women, the first time they hear this brought up, they think, oh, wait a minute, are you setting me up because you want to play with another woman? Yeah, and, and I am... Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 that, that's fine. Go ahead and continue. Um, and I am extremely jealous. Mm-hmm. Very, very jealous. There's no way in hell that I would ever let him interact with another woman. Right. So I was very confused. Um. But I, you know what, he was so sincere and so like, I could tell that it took a lot for him to, to tell me what was in his head. Um, that I, basically what I said to him is, I'm not going to say yes. I'm not going to say no. Let me just sit on it. Let me just like take in everything like that you, you've told me. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't want to hurt his feelings. I kind of felt honored as well because he's been married before and this is something that he told me he's never shared with anyone before. So that made me feel really, really, really special. So I think that's also why I didn't shoot him down. Um, And that's why I, I honestly just listened to him. And so, let me shift back to, to, to S a little bit. So you told her. You finally, after years and years and years and years of all this buildup and you, you just couldn't do it anymore, you tell her. As you were telling her, are you, is it kind of like an out-of-body experience where you're kind of looking at yourself going, okay, what are you doing? You're going to mess this up. She's going to freak out. She's going to get mad. Like, what, do you, what were you thinking as you were telling her? You know what? <clears throat> it was probably one of the most liberating conversations I've ever had in my life. Mm. It was it was like the gay guy coming out of the closet. Right. It was like I just in my mind I thought finally there's a woman in my life who I have no more secrets from. I've told this person every little dirty thing in my mind. I've got nothing left else to tell her. And it was probably one it probably just brought me that much closer to her because I just you know, like once I unleashed everything, I just thought, okay, well, there's nothing else. Like I told this person everything. She's accepted me for who I am. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, I couldn't be any happier. No, that's, that's. It, it, it was a wonderful moment. It was a great moment. Um, and then, and then that's how we started. I mean, once, once that all came out and, you know, Z, like she never judged me. She never, um, uh, you know, tried to uh, shoot me down or anything like that. She just listened. 
And she says, "Okay, we'll 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 get to know this. We'll research this." And and it, that's that's how that was the catalyst, and that's how it started. And then from then on, we just um, started talking about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Anytime we were alone, we'd sit down with a a glass of wine and 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 talk to each other about it. And and you know where where can we go from this? And you know, a lot of times we even said to ourselves, "Well." I don't know if this is going to work for us. Like, you know, this is, this could be a really dangerous path. Um, and, and Z's right. Leading up to this, we were very happy. We had a great sex life. We did everything a normal couple did, but it, it, it wasn't exactly to the point where I was completely happy. And in hindsight, where Z would be completely happy. Right. So for you, like, as, as you kind of alluded to, Let's say that she decided that this wasn't the direction that she wanted to go in. For you, did it? Did you feel like you would ac- accomplish something just because you were able to put it out in the open and talk about it? Like, yes. Was, was was that a victory for you in itself? Like, like regardless of how it turns out, at least we can sit down and have open and honest dialogue about this. So whatever happens, I can live with with your decision. Was that your, your, your mindset with all of this? Absolutely. I remember saying those exact words. I said, Z, listen, you know, this is, this is for me and what I want and what I've always wanted and fantasized about. But if you don't feel that this is for us or this is not going to work, I can still keep it a fantasy. At least you know what it is that, that, that's my kink. And I'm sure that we'll be just as happy moving forward. Because what I, what I don't want... I mean, obviously, I you know, I, I I know that there are plenty of people who listen to my podcast who are just starting out and 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 they're tr- they're trying to figure out how to approach this. And I definitely want husbands to understand that that they can talk to their wives, but at the same time, I don't I don't want to be misleading. I would, I don't want them to think that oh well, if you're honest, she's she's going to be into it. Like no, you it, she could have said no. You know, she could have very well said that it it wasn't comfortable for her or, or she wasn't with it or whatever her reason was. She could have decided that it wasn't what she wanted to do. So I just want husbands to understand that just because you are honest and just because you talk to them about it, it there's no guarantee that she's going to do it. Like, but you, but you have to put yourself out there. You have to take that risk and hope that you can kind of explain it in a way and you have that kind of relationship with her where at least she'll be willing to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I get I get lots of uh, wannabe cuckolds who message me online all the time and ask these questions all the time. How do I ask? What do I do? And I, I, I always give them the same answer. I say, listen, just, you know, the best thing to do is, you know, pick a night when your wife is calm and, you yeah. know, br- bring out a bottle of wine and sit her down and just say to her, listen, I, I want you to keep an open mind and don't judge me and just listen to me. And, and you know, this is something that... Uh, I enjoy that I think about and, you know, and if it's not for us, it's not for us, but I, I at least want to tell you. And, and I think if you do that in an honest way, I can't imagine any woman just jumping down your throat over that if it's done in the right way. Right. Right. And I think a lot of it depends on the status of your relationship up to that point. Yeah. You know, right. like, do you talk, do you have these kind of discussions, not necessarily about sex, but just about anything. Are you able to tell each other anything? <laughs> you know, uh, without judging one another, you know, like, I don't, I don't think you can go from never having or very rarely having any kind of deep dialogue or meaningful conversation. And, and all of a sudden you open up this door. <laughs> I could imagine oh, that, yeah. that, would be, that would be kind of shocking. Sorry, I was gonna say, 
Yeah, and, and if you're at that point, then really you're probably not ready for this sort of lifestyle. If you can't exactly. have open communication, then it's never going to work. So, yeah. so let me ask this. So you have the conversation. You're, you're, you're having a dialogue about it. You're talking about it. She hasn't said yes, but she hasn't said no. How long from that night when you woke up and told her until the time where you guys said, you know what, let's explore this. Like, let's, let's open the door and, and see where it goes. Like, how much time passed from the time you brought it up until the time you made the decision to move forward with it? Um, I'm going to guesstimate about eight months, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, about eight months. And then we I, took our time. Right. We really did. Yeah. Yeah. We took our time. And, and then it was just basically, we, we, you know what? And just to say, like, we, we did everything in a very slow way. We didn't. Um, like when we decided that we were going to try this, the first thing we said, okay, let's just put out a profile out there. Let's just, you know, poke the beehive a little bit and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we put out, we put out a profile. we got some guys messaging us. Um, and that started to get me excited. Correct. Right? That's right. Z got excited. So she wanted to, I said, okay, let's, let's, let's maybe kick with this guy and chat. And so we got into three-way group chats and, and started chit-chatting a little bit. So um, hold on one second. Yeah. Hold on. I just, yeah. like, I want to interject little things here because I, I see an opportunity here. So, Z, you said that when you put the profile up and you started getting attention, that you were getting excited. Yes, so very me, much. Let me ask you this. How much of your excitement was based on just because I've, I've seen your pictures. You're a very beautiful woman. So you getting attention from guys is nothing new. You've probably been getting attention from guys pretty much your entire life. So I'm just curious, was it the reaction that you were getting from guys that was exciting you? Or was it seeing S's reaction to you getting attention from guys that was exciting you? Like, which do you think was the bulk of your excitement coming from? Obviously, obviously seeing S excited made me excited, mm -hmm. but I was married for 10 years before I met S. Mm -hmm. So I probably only had three sexual partners before I, I moved to Canada. So I was the most vanilla person on the planet, for okay. sure. So all of this was just like a big turn on, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that I was able to do this with Ace was even a bigger turn on. So, yeah, it was exciting. Well, it still is. Right. But even in the beginning, it was super exciting. So let me ask you this. Before anything actually happened, I'm talking about as you're taking the journey, putting up the profile, getting comments, doing the three-way you know, conversations with prospective guys, what do you, how did this affect your sex life? Like before anything actually happened, just you kind of doing all of the the ramp up to getting into it. Like I said, the texting, the putting the profile up and everything like that. What how did it affect your, your sex life? The, the, oh my god, the two of us, we cannot keep our hands off of each other. We would have sex at least twice a day. Mm -hmm. At least. Um it was amazing. Well, it still is, but um yeah, it definitely brings a different element into your relationship. It's it's crazy. You just like turned on all the time. Um, 
if you're chatting like to a guy, I get turned on and then all of a sudden I'm chatting to X and I express or he lives through me because when I'm happy, now he's super happy. I'm horny, now he's horny. Like it's just, yeah, it's a lot of excitement. (laughs) (laughs) Now would this be, would you guys talk about it in bed? Like imagining, like kind of like role playing, like what it would be like? Were you talking about it at all? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. It started off because we didn't have a, a real person, so we didn't have a name. Right, right. But in the beginning, um, S would say, like, um, I can't wait to see a big cock in you. Um, I, and then once we met a guy, um, then he would use the guy's name. But in the beginning, it was just like we would – imagine a guy with a big cock having sex with me without seeing his face. Like, mm-hmm. there's no face. <laughs> big dildos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so let's, yeah. fast, let's fast forward a little bit. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're talking to guys, and, and then at some point you meet that guy, meaning yeah, the guy yes. that you decide, okay, all signs are pointing to this person being the first one. That's right. So you 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 meet that person, and they they you know they check all the boxes, they cross all the T's, they dot all the I's. This person is is who you want to be the first, and it, it you know the buildup happens, and then it happens. And for you, Est, you're you you've been thinking since your mid twenties about this, fantasizing about it, and all of a sudden you're in that moment where it's happening. Like this this, this is not a drill. It is happening in yeah. front of you. What do you remember about just just like when it first started, where it's like where it kind of hits you that oh shit, it's happening. Like this man's hands are all over my wife. They're kissing. They're making out. Like he is going to fuck her right in front of me. Like what do you remember about those moments? You know what? I've uh, I've never done heroin in my life. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's, an, that's an interesting way to start off. <laughs> I'm gonna think in my mind. It's probably close to that kind of high. Um, it's it was it was surreal. You know what? Uh, I, I'm just gonna quickly go over the first time because mm-hmm. for us for us as a couple, I think, or I, and I'm gonna say this for any couple out there: make sure your first time. Like you really put the work in to make it a good first time because oh, yeah. that's going to make or break it. Yeah, I tell um, people I tell people all the time: get a ringer, like whatever. That's you, right. If you have to, if you have to fly him to you, or you fly to him, or like spare that's no right. spare no expense for your first time. Spare no exactly. expense for your. You want the first time to be a grand slam. You want it to be not yeah. completely out of the park because I feel like that that can set up everything else everything else exactly and and our first time was a guy who you know he flew in from another city a professional uh stayed at like a very high-end hotel downtown you know invited us to his hotel we were on like a rooftop patio champagne it was like you know very glamorous z was like in in heaven the guy's really good looking we end up going back to his room so it was just like when all of this comes together it's like it was magical. 
And it was not just magical for me. It was magical for, for Z and for even him. And it was just, it just, once that happened, I, I remember Z and I looking at each other and saying, there's no way we could go back. Like, this is just too good. Mm. And, and then, and that was just from there, it just snowballed, you know, but it, it was a very magical moment for sure. Now, for you, Z, was it like the first time of that? Because like I always say, there's a big difference between talking about something and actually doing something. Yeah. So for you, you have this magical night. You you know you you have a, you have a great time, and so what I'm curious about is afterwards, in those private moments, was there? Did you feel any trace of guilt? Any trace of remorse? Like any trace of regret, even if it was fleeting, did you experience any of those emotions? You know what, funnily enough, um, I feel that most of the emotions actually came from Ace's side. I was totally cool with it because I had a fun night. I know that everyone had a fun night. Um, I knew that we were going to see this guy again. Um, so everything was good. But I was a little bit concerned about Ed because he just, he's a talker. He mm. talks a lot. Right. And I love him for that. But he just, he was very quiet. You mean during or uh, after? No, after. Okay. Because for him, in the beginning, it took him a while yeah. to actually process everything. That's true. And... For me, I was just, I kept on asking, are you okay? Are you okay? But then I don't want to ask too many times to be annoying. Um, and he just kept on saying to me, Z, I, I just need to process what just happened. So I had to give him space. And I think he was like that for like almost a day. Like he was just like thinking about everything and probably like replaying everything in his head. For me, it was, it was, um, you would think it would be harder for me because I'm this vanilla farm girl from South Africa, right? And he's a city boy that's been dreaming about this his entire life or most of his life. Um, but I think it's, it was a little bit more difficult for him afterwards mm -hmm. in the beginning. Yeah, definitely, there, definitely there was a bit of a processing. To, to happen for sure. Like, I mean, I had to uh, soak it all in, I guess is the right words. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's still, it, it hit all my highs. It's just, it's just, I had a different way of expressing it. It was just all internal. It's like once it all started happening and, and, and I just saw my wife there with another man and the, the look on her face and, and, and probably even more than the sex part was to see her being emotionally into the other man. Like I remember watching her um, kiss and they were in a very, very passionate kiss. Mm -hmm. And that part itself, like, and it's, it's you know, me personally as a cuckold, I, I, I kind of say I'm an, a, an emotional and psychological masochist. And so when you see that sort of stuff happen in front of you, and this is the woman I love, and she's like my world, my goddess, and she's completely embraced with another man. And you can just see in her eyes the passion. It, it, it hit me, but in a, you know, yeah, there was that jealousy, but there's also that high. Like, it's like, you know, it's almost like the, it was just, it was, it just took some time to process it all. But once I did, it was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. This is very magical. Okay. So 
one of the things I want to get into, because like I said, I've, I've, I've had conversations with you guys. I've, I follow you on Twitter. You've been on my, you know, sh- uh, you've been on my show before. I know that you guys are, it's, it's two things that I kind of want to go into. I guess the first of which is uh, FLR. Uh, for those that don't know, FLR is a female-led relationship. I know that that's something that you guys have incorporated into uh, your your own dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yes. What is kind of give my listeners an idea of what that means to you? Like, how did like did that journey come after the cuckold? Because there are people who think that they're one and the same. And I'm I'm actually working on an episode dedicated to FLR to try to clear some of the air with someone who's written uh, several books on the subject. But um, there are people who think that they're one and the same. And the way that I often uh, explain it is that they complement each other very well. It's yeah. almost like cuckolding is almost like the, the, the sexual branch of the FLR company, uh, so to speak. And mm-hmm. so kind of give my listeners an idea of how that all came to be for you guys. Was it just like a natural progression? Did you discover cuckolding and then kind of learned about FLR? Kind of how did that come along? Okay, so um, Ace, I'm going to let you answer that. Um, you know what? It, it's like you said, uh, Michael, it's that um, that progression. And it's only natural, I think, in a lot of cuckolding relationships where, I mean, the, the, the hot wife is going to always feel empowered. And you as a cuckold embrace that. And so for us, um, just as time went on, I mean, obviously at the beginning when we started, there was no real FLR. We were just, you know, to people having fun. Um, but then it just, it just started to snowball. Um, I, I, I wanted to go deeper. Z wanted to go deeper. And, and just to give you a little character on the way the two of us are as a couple, um, you know, we're the two types, we're, we're two types that just don't know how to have one glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Like whenever we get into anything, we just like to take it to always to the next level and push boundaries and whatnot. And so as we started to, um, our journey, um, it, the FLR aspect just started to kind of progress naturally. Yeah, it was very natural. Yeah. Um, Z is an attention whore. <laughs> she, <laughs> she loves attention. That's me. And so as a cuckold, me giving her more and more attention day in and day out, just it, it just only made this grow. And so um, we started to get into more um, kinkier things and things that, didn't really involve cuckolding. It was just more of a, um, just between the two of us, um, where, you know, I just wanted to worship my wife. I wanted to make her my goddess, the thing, the center of my world. And she loves being the center of my world. She wants to be that goddess. She wants to be worshipped. So the two of us just, you know, it just started going that way. And we, we then we, we started reading books on it. We both read books and started to kind of put together uh say, listen, I think that, you know, I think we had more conversations about this later on where we started saying, okay, let's, let's see if uh, this type of lifestyle can suit us because, you know, it's like kind of a natural progression from the couple. And um, it's something that uh, it just kind of, you know, as time went on, it, it evolved and, you know, to the point where, you know, now this is like become something the way we live. Um you know, in the mornings now, when I wake up, it's not just wake up and, you know, get out of bed and go get ready. It's wake up, um, you know, crawl to 
the edge of the bed and start licking and kissing uh, Z's feet, um, giving her back tickles and just waking her up properly. Mm -hmm. um, then making her coffee and then bringing it back to her, serving her, um, just, you know, putting her on the pedestal that I feel she deserves to be. And she likes being on that pedestal. So it just, it's just each of us feed off. Um, and it just, it just, it just snowballs over time. Right. So, um, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, you know, it's a wonderful thing and it's not for everybody. I don't think every couple couple gets into this. Right. Um, but for us, it just seemed to work. So uh, just one of the things I'm kind of curious about myself, it's, it's one thing to, to be able to display these things uh, when you're home alone. What I'm curious about is what do you do when you're in public, whether it's around friends, <laughs> whether it's around family, in a restaurant, out shopping? In other words, how do you implement FLR principles when you're just around other people who know nothing about this? Like, what do you, what do you, can you kind of give us some examples of how you yeah. are utilizing the way that you think and the way that you see her and the way you want to treat her, but just in a regular everyday setting when you're out in public? Um, so it has different sizes of buttons. And, what, 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 um, you said different sizes of what? Butt plugs. Okay, okay. Okay, so before we go out, I will pick the size that I want him to put up his bum. Mm -hmm. Because that way, like, um, he can, you know, he'll remember, you know, he'll feel me the, the entire night. Right. You, you know, know, you know what? Let me let me let me explain. Z, okay, so just to backtrack a bit, Z is a real stickler for manners. Yeah. So in the FLR's aspect of things, whenever the two of us go out, it could be at dinner, be it to friends' houses or whatnot, Z wants to have some sort of control to make sure my manners are up to snuff. Mm -hmm. So when she's saying like a butt plug, um, Usually, if we go out, I usually wear a butt plug. And the reasoning behind it, again, is what Z was trying to explain, is that when you're walking around and you have a, a, a massive thing stuck up your ass, um, <laughs> you're going to know <laughs> that, you know, that you better be on your best behavior in every aspect. Um, another thing that we normally do, too, is Z likes to uh, put like an electric shock collar um, around my balls. And so and she has a remote. And so we'll go out to dinner and, you know, God forbid I don't open the door for her. I'm going to definitely know about it <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, or, or I don't pour that glass of wine or, you know, I speak out of turn or I, I, I just say anything that I shouldn't. She's got that control because she has a remote. She pushes that remote and believe me, <laughs> I jump. Okay. But then I have a question for you. Do you like it? I love it. There you go. <laughs> now that actually opens so, the door for for something else that I wanted to kind of go into. You, you kind of provided me this 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 nice neat little segue here. The other <laughs> thing that I know that you're into is, let's just say, Z is not very kind to your cock and balls, <laughs> um, <laughs> and like that 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 seems to be an element of this that you both really enjoy. You en enjoy the way that she 
you know, uh, abuses them, shows them attention, and she seems to get a kick out of doing it, pardon the pun. Um, so I'm just kind of curious, how did that develop? Like, cause my, whenever I see something like that, my thought process is there's got to be a first time when you did something and it was like, oh, wait a minute, that actually felt good. I actually enjoyed you, you know, kicking me or doing this or shocking me or whatever the case may be. So how did that aspect of the dynamic come about? I can't even remember. Can you remember? Um, you know what? Uh, you know, it, it's like me personally, I translate pain into love. Mm -hmm. And I think the first time, because it's hard to remember because it's been a while now, but the first time that, let's say, Zeke kicked me in the balls, <laughs> um, okay, it, now it, it was just kind of, now, now hold yeah, on a second. Ahead. Was it planned? Yeah. Was it like, okay, I want you to kick me in the balls? Or was it just a spur of the I, moment I kind of thing and it just happened? Like, <laughs> you know how guys feel about getting kicked in the nuts. So I'm just curious as to how that even comes, the conversation even comes up. You know what? I, I, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb here. It's a bit of a guess here because I don't remember exactly. But I remember, I think one time we were just going out and, and I did something to piss Z off. I don't remember exactly what it was. And I think she just kneed me in the balls. Mm -hmm. Like kind of just like in a in a playful kind of way, and for whatever reason, I think I, I I liked it. And then I go I go yeah, do it harder. And then she did it harder, and then harder, and I dropped to my knees. And then I just I remember the harder she kicked me, mm -hmm. the more I was yelling out to her that I loved her. And it just it became so intense. Like you know she's kicking me like you know, soccer ball style, and right. <laughs> and, and I'm I'm yelling out to her that I love her. And it just, it didn't, it, we both got off on it. And then now it just, it's become like, that's Z's. Normal. Yeah, that's, that's normal. That's Z's go-to if I screw up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I mean, we don't do it in public because, you know, we don't even do it in front of bulls because we don't want to scare them. <laughs> Unless you're the right kind of bull who right. understands this sort of dynamic. Um, no, it's our thing. Right? It's more our thing, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, like it's, if, if I'm out of line or I say something wrong or, or, or whatever it might be, Z is like, she's very exacting. You know, she's right there, like Johnny spot to make sure I correct myself. Mm -hmm. And, and, and ultimately in an FLR, I mean, the, the purpose of it is to make me into a better husband and to make the right husband that my wife wants. So it, it, it ultimately when it's all comes together, it's win-win for the both of us. Right. right. Because she's getting exactly what she wants, and you're enjoying being exactly what she wants. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Z, let me ask you, um, all of this freedom that you're finding, this, this control, <laughs> uh, everything that comes along with it, was it ever a... Was there ever a struggle or any kind of reluctance on, on your part to to kind of embrace these things or was it just very natural for you? Did you like, like it like right away? Um, I think for me, it was very natural. Um, I've never researched anything. I don't know what a hot wife is supposed to do, not supposed to do. Um, I just purely go on how I feel in the moment, if it feels right, then of course, and it's fun and everyone is happy, um, then I'm totally into it. So I, 
Yeah, I think for me, it, it was very natural. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I didn't struggle with anything. I didn't like feel bad about anything. The only time I would struggle with it was, let's say I was with a guy and he just obviously just wanted a, a one-night stand because he's young and experienced, whatever. We, we're not really what he was looking for. Right. Um, then I would feel like you asshole. You know what I mean? Because we are not looking for that. So if if someone turned out to be like a one night stand, that would bother me a little bit. Um, but besides that, it's basically just the normal frustrations of finding the right person to be with us. Um, but otherwise, yeah. Um, that is the only thing that I can think of that is hard for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. And obviously, the first, you know, the other episode of mine that you had been on was about uh, chastity. So I do kind of want to go into that um, a, a little bit. How much, how big of a part does chastity play in, in your dynamic? Oh, it's huge. Uh, it's, um, <laughs> Okay, so Ace has never seen me fucking another guy without being locked up. So because the, the problem Wait, so even the first time it happened, he was locked up? Yes. Okay, so you started because playing with chastity even before the, an actual bull came into the picture? Yes. Okay, okay. So the thing is with Ace is he wanted to be locked up because... He was going to see his wife fuck another man. So it's going to make, like, yes, he'll get a hot on. Let's say he, he comes. Then he's going to lose interest straight after he comes. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to go like, what the fuck are you doing on my wife kind of thing? You know what I mean? Right. So that's why he just wanted to be locked up from the get-go so that he, he stays in his high. Okay, so the intensity level stays up. Yeah, so even if I'm playing with whoever, like, he can't come, so he's he's just so, so, like, what's the word even? So turned on all the time. It's not like he's going to lose his time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like most guys, you know, once you come, you go from 100 to zero. Right. And yeah. um, for me, especially at the beginning, like, I, I needed that. I needed that high, so I needed to be locked up. Um, and I wanted to be, um, and, and then that was at the beginning. Um, and from there, I think when we started with, with chastity, it it was very, um, few days on few days off, like, okay, we're, we're meeting up with so-and-so. So Z would lock me up a couple days prior. We get together, play. Um, I, I wouldn't be able to come, which was a good thing because I didn't want to come, especially during play. Cause then like, like I, like Z just tried to explain I'm going to go from like, oh, this is amazing to, okay, can we go now? Um, so um, that's the way it was. And then, you know, maybe a couple days after just to keep that high going, then Z would let me out and we would just go back to having normal sex or, or releases in different ways. Yeah. That was three plus years ago. You know, fast forward to today. <laughs> Things have evolved a lot since then. Um, I'm basically locked now 24-7. 
I the only time I get out now is I mean when Z feels that it's time. Um, and um, you know, generally these days it's you know it's up to about thirty days a month usually, sometimes less, sometimes more. If there's a bull in play, it could be a really long time. Everything's dependent on how she feels. Um, I never asked to be released, and I never asked to be locked. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of become it's just become natural now. Right. Um, and so and it works for us. I mean, it just it just works for us, right? So. So, let me ask you and again. This is uh, for Z. So, this is going to be kind of a two-part question here, and I've I've, I've asked other uh, women who are married to cucks the same question. I'm kind of curious to get your take on it. Everything that you're like, you obviously you had a fantastic relationship in the beginning. You know, you guys hit it off right away, whirlwind romance, married, just each other's rocks, each other's best friends. Mm-hmm. And then yet, cuckolding gets introduced, and it takes things to a level that you probably never even saw coming. You know, uh, a level that you didn't even know things could get to. But yet, here you are. You're in this position. You're in this place. And one of the things that I find interesting about the women who are with cucks is, you know, every, everybody's familiar with the term goddess. You know, it means different things to different people, you know, whether it's the science fiction aspect of it, the Greek mythology aspect of it. Everybody's fami- at least familiar with the word. But then there, there is this, this segment of the population, this, this small group of women who that's how they actually live their life, being treated that way, day in, day out day in, day out, like this is their reality. And so my question is, do you ever have moments where you kind of say to yourself, you wish other women could experience this, like this level of adoration from their husbands, this level of just being put on a pedestal? And, it's, and the thing about it is, and the thing that I find beautiful about it whenever I, you know, I see couples that have this dynamic is, in all honesty, it doesn't cost anything. Like, this is not something that's predicated on how much money you spend on your wife. So it's, exactly. not, it's, it's not something that's dictated by your economic status. You know, it, you know I've, I've met couples that are both very blue-collar, and, they, 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 you know, they're trying to make ends meet, but yet he still treats his wife this way. So it has nothing to do with how much money you spend on your wife. So I'm just kind of curious. Do you ever have those moments where you kind of say, wow, I wish other women – could experience what this feels like. Absolutely, Michael. So, you know, we have um, two little girls and they are four and five years old. And Ace and I are extremely affectionate. And yes, I'm his goddess and he puts me on a pedestal. Um, and every day I will say to my girls, this is the kind of guy that you guys need to marry. You see your daddy? You see what, what he's doing? You see how sweet he is? I I say this to my girls, like, all the time. So, I, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just, but it's true. Like, like, 
I just want them to be happy the way that I am, right? right? And then shouldn't settle for anything. Right? I'm sorry, what did you say? Was the last thing you said? They shouldn't settle for anything less. Right. Because, like, they deserve it, right? Everyone needs that special person that treats them like a princess. Mm -hmm. So, S, let me ask you a question. And I I don't know if I did a a good job of explaining it earlier, so I'm going to kind of go back to it and approach it and come at it from a different angle. If someone were following you, outside the house, like say you guys had some errands to run and you were going to, you know, you were going to go to the store and then go grab lunch and then maybe, you know, go to a movie or walk around. But basically you were going to be outside in public for a number of hours. If somebody were following you and paying attention to you, how would they see you treating Z? Like what, like what, at the end of the day, and they had to write a report about, okay, well, this is how this man treats his wife. What would they see when you guys are out in public? Like, are you, is it like every single door, are you getting the door for her? If it's, you know, would anybody ever see you outside in the rain without you holding an umbrella over her head? Like, in other words, what kind of attention are you showing her just in the course of a day? Well... They're going to see two things, a guy opening a door or a guy rolling around look, looking like he just had a seizure from being electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, well, actually, I'm not. But um, you know what? I treat Z like the goddess that she is for me anyway. I mean, she's my... Um, She's my cuckolder. She's my goddess. She's my she's my world. I I put her on a pedestal. I nothing makes me happier than to see her smile and be happy. Um, and it's it's. I mean, what are they going to see? They're going to just see a guy who's constantly um, next to his uh, his wife, um, who's there opening doors, who's there um, bringing her places and just making her happy and making sure that she's just treated like you know like a, like the goddess that she is. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I don't know, you know, like I've talked to a lot of couples in the past and I, and one thing I've noticed in common with all of them is they are so into their wives mm-hmm. and you, 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 you preach it too. You, you see it when you say you go to your, 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 your cuckold parties and whatnot. And, and I see it too. And I hear it with, with the guys who I know are real cuckolds and it just becomes, you know, it, it, how amazing is it to, to, to be so into your wife? Um, it's hot. It, it's it, it really is hot. hot. It's really yeah. hot. And it's, it's a wonderful feeling to like be so into your wife. Um, and, and, and I think that this type of lifestyle is what creates it, you know, because it's, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard for some people to swallow and understand because, you know, Hey, your, your wife's out there fucking other men, but what they don't see or understand is what all the nuances that go beyond on beyond that. Mm-hmm. And, my wife and I have experienced that. And it's, 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 you know, like, like I said, you know, when you have a goddess and you, and all these things kind of come together, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. It's a, it's like, you know, Z and I just don't know how to be any different now. Um, it's just who we've become. And, uh, yeah, like, you know, I, I, it's a wonderful feeling to have someone in your life that you can just 
put on a pedestal and love day in and day out. Yeah, I mean that's you know you 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 bring it up and it's it's something that I, I don't mind repeating because I think it 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 needs repeating. But I've often said that that's that's one of the things I've always found really interesting about uh, my my parties, especially my my cuckold parties, is the you know the chatter. Like you know when you're hosting a party, obviously you're moving all around the space. You know I'm I, I don't really sit in one place. And so as I'm moving around, I'm hearing, you know, all of these little snippets of conversations. You know, as I get closer to a couple, I can hear what they're saying. And then as I get further away, it kind of, the volume kind of goes down. But all I hear throughout the evening when I hear, you know, when I pass a couple is all of these men being super attentive to their wives. Are you hot? Yeah. Are you cold? Are you thirsty? Are you hungry? Do you want me to rub your feet? Do you want me to rub your back? You know, mm -hmm. uh, do you want me to go to your bag and get your change of shoes? You know, you want me to pour you a glass of wine? Like, like that's all I hear. Like, just walking through the crowd. Or, so, like you said, it's, it's, it's almost like it exists with just about every cuckold couple I've dealt with. Like, I'm more surprised when I don't see it because it's so, it's so evident like it seems like it's always yeah. it's always there like I, I laugh and joke and I say that the only thing really missing from my parties is the wives actually being dressed as goddesses and the husbands with the big fans just kind of like fanning them and, and feeding them grapes <laughs> like that's the only thing that's missing you know like like yeah. they're, they're pouring that much of themselves into their wives and it's a it's a it's a very cool thing um, it's a very cool thing to see, and I'll be—I'll be honest. I've said it on my show. I've said it you know, when I when I've been talking to people. One of the things that I respect the hell out of when it comes to cucks, I don't possess that level of unselfishness. I don't, and I can be honest with myself about that. They have a level, and maybe it's because the way that their brain is wired, they're actually getting off on it. So maybe that's <laughs> part of the fuel. But all I'm saying is that I don't possess that level of unselfishness. So whenever I see it, you know, that's one of the things that re regardless of what you feel about cuckolding, whether you agree with it, whether you don't agree with it, the one thing that I think anyone can pull from it and anyone can respect about a cuckold is look at the way that man treats his woman don't pay attention to you know if you don't agree with her playing with other men fine if you can't get with him keeping his dick in a cage fine if you if the idea of a cream pie makes your stomach turn fine but look at the way he treats her absolutely if you cannot respect that if, if you can't tip your hat to that and say you know what that's a good man right there whether he's getting off on it or not like I said, like you said, at the end of the day, this is what your kids are seeing. Your kids are seeing a man just doting on his wife, treating yeah. her a certain way that hopefully will trickle down to them so that when they get into their relationship later in life, they'll look for somebody that makes them feel that special because of what they were taught, because of what they were exposed to. You know, and... Yeah. That's one thing that I would like people to kind of take away.
from all of this, like I said, even if there's a lot that people don't agree with, with cuckolding and say, well, I could never do that, look at that aspect of it and maybe try to do that a little bit more in your own dynamic, just as far as, you know, making your wife feel that special, making your wife feel that important, making your wife feel that essential to your overall happiness. Absolutely, Michael. You know what? You, you, I'm looking at Z here, and a tear is starting to roll out of her eyes. She's uh, <laughs> you're touching her, <laughs> and because you just hit it right on the nail, and that's exactly it. And I think that's the thing that people don't maybe don't fully understand about cuckolding. They just think it's this what? crazy, kinky, stupid, crazy, wild thing that these weird people are doing, and and they don't fully get it. And uh, it's it's sad. It's sad, really, that they don't. Well, um, I, I think but, that a, a big part of it, obviously, is, you know, the uh, let's be honest, there's no money in that. So videos don't highlight it. You know, you don't see a, a picture or a gif talking about that. Everything is pretty much. And don't get me wrong. The sexual aspect of it is extremely hot, <laughs> you yeah. know, oh, yeah. but it's it's just one dimension of it, you know. So I feel like, you know, what I'm trying to do here is I'm I'm trying to show that other side. I'm trying to give people that that different view i'm trying to create something so that you know when a husband is trying to explain this to his wife maybe he can come and pull one of my episodes and say hey look maybe i can't do a good job of explaining it but listen to this you know listen to yeah, the way these two sure. people are talking yeah. listen to the way this husband is expressing himself like that that's what i feel because i mean let's be honest you can't really go and and grab a video and, and pop a video on and show her because you know you don't want her, you don't want her to run away screaming like why would I want that you know so all I can do is Gang, hope that Gang Bangers number thirty eight yeah exactly so all I can do is 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 hope that that I'm I'm putting something out there that a husband feels comfortable bringing to his wife saying hey listen to this. You know, because I mean, because I can imagine, like, like if this po- if this podcast would have existed when you first told Z. Oh yeah! Oh God, yeah! You know what? I, I remember searching online for just information, um, just something I could show her, and there's so little out there. And um, it's it's wonderful what you're doing, Michael, because I think there's a lot of people who need this. Um, and um, yeah, no, it's it's definitely helpful. And 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 you know, just to go back to what you're saying, like. I'm just going to make a quick comment. Like we've had, a, you know, a few bulls in our, in our lives who've gotten to know us as a couple. And every one of them says the exact same thing. They say they're like almost jealous in a way of how, how tight and close they, we really are when they start to get to know us as a couple. Right. They, like, yeah, they see that, that Z's kicking me in the balls, caning me and all this stuff. But then when they really get to know us, they say, wow, these two people are really, really in love. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've heard you guys are like one of the most amazing couples I've ever come across. So, you know, and they're, and they're saying like, they wish that they had relationships like this with their people in their world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I feel it's a good compliment. And I, and I, I, I believe that, you know, it's only brought us closer and happier. It's uh, it's, it's a good thing. No, uh, one more comment. Yes. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Our best, the best comment that we get is when we go out for dinner and we go dancing afterwards, 
people actually come up to us and they say, oh my God, are you guys on your first date? <laughs> and we just laugh at them. We're like, yeah, it's our first date. <laughs> and here's what I would say to that. And I, like, I was listening to you and like, for me, it's kind of, I guess, like I see both sides. And what I mean by that is I can totally understand why people you come across look at you and, and have that impression of you. Okay, and I can see how it compares to just, you know, people that we see every day. But I guess the thing that's different for me is I'm around cuckold couples so much. Like I see that all the time. Yeah, it's it's and that's why whenever the opportunity presents itself. I love putting cuckold couples together like I was I was fortunate enough to. To, or even even hot wife couples because they, it's it's very similar in the way that they see their wives, and you know one of the things that was really cool is a couple of weeks ago, you know I attended uh, Splash Mocha down in Atlanta, which was fantastic. It's this big yeah. hotel takeover event, and for me, the highlight of the event for me was I I knew about six couples that were coming from all over the country, and it was cool for me to be able to introduce them all because I know that for most of them, when they go back to their regular life, they don't know any couples in the lifestyle. Like they might know, you know, from their, some of them came from swinging, so they might know a swinging couple, but even that's different. You know, like they, most of them don't know other cuckold couples, not personally, you know, so there were nights where, you know, where we would go out to dinner, you know, several of us, like me and my friend and, you know, several couples. And it was cool just to sit there and watch these people talk to each other and, mm. and kind of see reflections of themselves in each other, you know, because of the way that their husbands, you know, treated their wives. So it's, I can understand why people, why you guys get that comment, because I can absolutely see it. But at the same time, be, because of the world that I exist in, and because of who I, you know, this is what I do. I talk to cuckold couples every day, you know. So for me, I see it all the time. And I, I wish I wish more people could see. Because like you say, it is like that. It's like you go out and they do look like they're on their first date. <laughs> you know, there is a lot of giggling and a lot of playfulness. And, and, and like you can tell that this man is very much still turned on by this woman. And mm -hmm. like in addition to everyone, everything else, he still got the hots for her. Yeah, you know, and it's 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 a really cool energy to 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 be around. You know, it's a really cool energy to be around. One of the things that I kind of wanted to touch on, I don't want to keep you guys too much longer because I always try to keep my episodes uh, below a, a certain time frame, but I didn't want to let you leave without uh, kind of going into this because it's it's one of those things that there are different philosophies on it. And I posted a question on, on Twitter the other day and it was, it was talking about wives developing feelings. Like, like there, there, there are some wives out there who they don't want just one bull. They, they enjoy the variety. You know, that's, that's how they're wired. That's where their pleasure comes from. They enjoy that. And then you have another side where, you know, or even in the middle are, are women who they they like at least having some type of connection with their bulls, 
you know, some type of, 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 of a friendship, some kind of mutual, even if it's with, with several guys. They, they, en- they enjoy that aspect. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have wives who it's almost like they want a boyfriend, like they want something with a deep emotional connection. They're open to it. Their husbands know that they want this, so they're open to it. And I know from the comments that you've made that that's kind of the direction that you guys want to go in is having that type of, of, of connection with the bull. Can you, for the couples that might not be familiar with that, and there are a couple, you know, I could tell by the comments that I got to that topic that, you know, there are some couples that they, they see that as problematic. They see that as, oh, well, that's going to end bad. Can you kind of talk about it a little bit and say what is it that you guys have in your makeup that makes that type of situation so appealing to you? So for us, um, connection is key. I, while we need that emotional connection, um, it needs to be fun, but also like we we need respect. So it, it's it's a package deal, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think I would just be able to just do this wham, bam, thank you, ma'am thing. Um, for me, honestly, you, you need to put the time in to, to get to know me. Um, I'm a little bit more conservative, I would say. Um, is that the right (laughs) word? (laughs) You know what? Um, I think what Z's trying to say is that, um, for us, the right bull um, would be someone that becomes. I mean, I, I, I don't it know. Takes it, time, right? Yeah, yeah no, like, no. She, no. Z Z wants a boyfriend lover, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't want multiple bulls. She doesn't want no. like you know, you know, every night me trying to find a guy to come over and fuck her. That's right. not the way she wants it. She wants a full-on lover boyfriend, like somebody who's going to come over and say, uh, you know, call her all the time, text her all the time, give her the attention because it's like, I, I think I said at the beginning of the episode, Z's an, an attention whore, So she needs a bull who's going to do that same type of attention. And so she wants that emotional connection. She needs that emotional connection for her to be happy. Mm-hmm. So, um, for her, you know, she wants that kind of bull, like the kind of bull where she can, basically a boyfriend in a, in a, in an off way. I mean, when we say boyfriend, I mean, you know, Z's not going to leave me to be with right, him full right, time. Right. I, I would hope that people understand the context that we're putting it in. Um, right. You know, this is not like, I guess like but a vanilla we, type of boyfriend dynamic, but just someone special. Like she doesn't, she wants to be special. And that's right. You know, and, and there's excitement that comes in, in being special. And I guess there's excitement for you to see someone who is treating her that way yeah so let's say for an example um my my lover takes me and says do you want to go out for dinner tonight i will make sure that ace looks after the kids and i'll i'll go out and it's like a proper date right he needs to make me laugh he needs to be charming he it's like a normal date it's no different than than the normal stuff we do every day right he needs to charm me win me over um yeah 
for us, yes, it's all about being really close friends. So for us, it's all about being friends, the three of us together, um, having fun. And then it generally works, right? If there's a connection, like that, that's why also I want ongoing because there's a lot of things that I haven't tried yet that we would like to try down the road. But it needs to be with someone that we have a connection with, that I trust. It can't just be any any guy. So in the beginning when we started, we we actually had a list of things that we really didn't want to do. Like we refused to do certain things. Like on there was, for an example, uh, is uh, cleaning up cream pie and all of these things was on the list. And I can promise you now, we have done everything on that list. <laughs> um, but to evolve and to try different things, you need to be with one person because I need to trust that person. Um, if there's videos, pictures involved, I need to know that this guy would not just put it out there. Um, so that's why we we always we're always looking for that long term lover. Mm -hmm. You know what? It's sorry. I'm going to just interject quickly. We we want to push our cuckolding to the next level. Like yeah. Z and I, I mean, we've done all the normal stuff that most you know the things that you watch out in videos and stuff like that. We want to take it to another level, and it, it, it takes emotional connection for that to happen. So, right. Um, you know, we 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 kind of say to ourselves, well, you know, yeah, okay, this guy's good looking, this and that, but he's this, he's that. Maybe, maybe we're gonna get together one, one, two, three times. Is it really worth the investment? No. But like to find a guy that we could be with, maybe like six months to a year to even two years, where he actually legitimately, in a way, interjects himself into our life, um, where he becomes the, you know, the, you know, like Z's lover. Full mm -hmm. on, and 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 now the cuckolding can be taken at different levels because we've developed now a, a different type of friendship and, and and emotional connection with a with a, a third person that's you know it's grown over time and now we can just push things and so we're we're kind of at that level now that's where we'd like to be or want to be, um, um, but I'm sure like you know and many of the cuckold couples out there it's not an easy thing to find. <laughs> oh no, no, not, not 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 at all. I mean it's it's definitely it's now, probably the hardest type of dynamic to to put together, but I've seen it work like when you take the time and you do your due diligence and you and you find that person who compliments you both and where everybody is getting what they want, like nobody is compromising. It's 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 beautiful. Like it's it's you like know, this exotic exquisite type of dance almost right you know what you know when what you were saying like you know some couples maybe are scared of that and, and in my eyes it's like okay they're probably scared of it because they're not secure in it whereas z and i are very secure in our own relationship like i have no worries that if a guy walked in here uh, tomorrow and just swept z off her feet and just totally blew her away and, and everything i would only be happy but i also know deep down inside that there's no bull good enough that's that's gonna steal her away from me. I just I have that confidence. Well, actually, let me, let me let me pause that 
I guess I would look at it like yeah. this, what my comment to be, is that any any person that is a self-respecting bull who really understands it, who gets, that's the furthest thing from their mind. That is, like, I, I can honestly say that for as long as I've been in this lifestyle, I've never exactly. even had the fleeting thought, had the thought pass through my mind for even a second of, I wish that that was my woman, ever. Like, I can, you want to hook me up to a lie detector test? That's fine. Never has that thought even passed my mind. Because, number one, I, I understand that being realistic, I only know a small fraction of who she is and what she's about. Like, I don't even know the real her. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I'm not around them that much. Like, I've often said, I don't know what she's like if she has a bad day at, at work. You know what I'm saying? She might cheat at Monopoly. I don't know that. You know, <laughs> I don't know how she is when she gets her period every month. She might be, like, for all I, for all I know in her person, she might be a bitch when she's not. Because I, I only see her when she's horny. So, yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting a very small slice of who she is, you know, so that's right. probably, you know, one of the reasons is I don't, I don't even know them, not enough to fall for them, you know, so right. any, any self-respecting bull, I mean, I, I completely understand what you're saying, that you don't have that fear, but I'm saying is it's a two-way street as well, though, you know, that they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even entertain that thought you know, of, of, of disrespecting someone's relationship by trying to have her as, as his real woman, so to speak. Absolutely. And we've never come across that, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Any guy we've ever been with has always been completely respectful of our relationship. Um, but my point was just more so that I have no fear of, of Z's emotions or right. no matter, I just, whatever could happen moving forward. I just, I have no fear because I just feel, I feel that our relationship is just indestructible. That's the way I feel. Um, and, you know, my, some people might think that's naive, but I, I just know what I know what I know. And I know my wife, I know our relationship, and I know that we have a very strong one. And so for us to reach for a deeper level of cuckolding is, 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 is okay because we both are comfortable and, and feel confident in our own relationship that we can handle whatever level we get to, if that makes sense. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I, like I said, I, I do see myself bumping my head up against that time. Um, I would love to have you guys back because there's definitely more that I would like to get into. And I kind of would like to, uh, to do like an update uh, with you guys at some point to see how you're coming along um, in this. Because I think that there are a lot of people who, who are kind of fascinated by the idea of doing that. Um, you know, I've talked to couples who they want that and they're curious to see how others are able to make it work. Um, and I also know that there's probably some curiosity for the couples who feel like they could never do that, but they're still kind of curious about it. So I feel like I would love to have you guys back to do kind of like a follow-up to see how everything is, is, um, is progressing. Um, like I always say, I, I, there are always new couples listening to this and people who are, thinking about opening up this door. So what I kind of want to do is for both of you, what would you say to like, what would your advice be? What words of wisdom do you have for the people who are trying to open this door and, and they're asking themselves a question, which is 
is cuckolding for us? Could it work for us? What could we get out of it? Like, how would you, what would you say to those people? Um, I will go first. So I would, my advice would be, you know what? Stop Googling shit. Like, honestly, why do you need to research how a hot wife acts or how a cuckold acts or whatever? Like, just use your imagination. Mm -hmm. Let it come naturally, right? There's no right or wrong answer. So it's between you and, and, and your partner. So as long as everyone has open communication and obviously having fun, then you sit. You don't, don't get caught up into this is what I'm supposed to be doing. No, bullshit. You, you don't need to do anything. It should just all happen be natural be yourself and yeah and you eh? I you know what I I agree with Z um you know what um I think well I mean communication obviously is the number one and thing. take it slow yes take it slow um communication <laughs> is the number one. I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry I just I just because you said that before and I just find it very funny that the, the the couple that met online and went back to the apartment the first night and she hasn't left is the same couple that's saying take it slow. I, I just find yeah, that I just find that I, a little ironic and funny. It's just funny to me. No, I know, I know. We're, I told you we don't know how to have just one glass of wine, but the right advice. When it comes to this, when it comes to this, and, and right. I'm going to go really quick. I'm, I'm going to go really quick, guys. You know what, Michael? I'm gonna go really quick. I just want, I just want at the from going back to the beginning when we first met. I remember and we started all this, even our first date. And I remember Z saying, "I just want to try what it's like to kiss another guy." And so the first thing we ever did was Z. All she did was kiss another guy, and that was it. Then we went home and we looked at each other and said, "Hmm, how do we feel about this?" We're like, "Okay, we're both good. Move on." So point I'm trying to make is that you know just to take it slow. Don't don't try to like you know, hey, I'm going to have a, a three-bull gangbang on night one, right? Like, it should be just... <laughs> and if it's not the right guy, don't do it. That's right. Wait for the right guy. That's right. Be patient. Find Like, and you said it. Find the ringer. Um, and communication. I mean, obviously, that's the number one thing. If, like, Z and I, we can sit together and, 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 and talk all night about everything and every detail and never have um, that... Uh, you know, there's no pause in our communication. We, we we know each other, what we're thinking. And 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 so that's like the most important thing. Um and like you know what Z said, she she Z's not a researcher. I think you and I have talked about right. this in person. You know, she she she's not the type of person and I think what she was trying to say is like, you know, because a hot wife is dressed in a black leather outfit and doing this and that, like don't try to follow some other you know, the fantasies you see online, you know, just be a, go out there, be yourself, enjoy, find the guy that matches you as a couple and, and just have fun. No, that's, 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 that's fantastic. I mean, it kind of boils down to what I always tell people is at the end of the day, it's all about what works best for you too. There is no manual, exactly. you know, there is no, <laughs> everybody's out. We're all kind of fumbling around in the dark trying to figure out, you know, uh, you know, what works for us, you know, um, 
I like to tell people, if you can get something positive from my podcast, if maybe it can kind of help you see something and say, oh, maybe it would be interesting to try it that way. Like if it can, if you can use it to kind of spark ideas, you know, spark discussion about things that maybe you would be interested in trying. But like you said, at the end of the day, just keep in mind that you, your dynamic doesn't have to look like anybody else's. You can take pieces from multiple dynamics and, and kind of create your own. Like, it's, it's all about what you make of it and what makes both of you happy and both of you can live with. Like, that is, that is the most, that's the most uh, in, important thing. So, and, and kind of closing everything up and wrapping everything up, um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. You know, I'm always appreciative uh, when people agree to come on the show and, you know, let me be nosy. Let me ask these thought-provoking and probing questions and, you know, get all up into the nooks and cranny of, of, of your relationship because I feel that, like, people enjoy hearing this. People enjoy hearing about real thoughts and real emotions. And, and uh, you know, I'm one of the things that people often comment on is, you know, I really don't talk about sex a lot in my podcast, which is kind of strange considering what we're talking about. Um, but, you know, I kind of saved that for the after party episodes. But in, in the main one where I'm trying to understand your journey, honestly, I feel like th these things are more important than the actual sexual act. That's why I don't really talk about it that much. I'm more concerned with all of the thoughts and feelings and emotions that, you know, kind of go into it. So I want to thank you both for coming on and and just being honest and just being good sports about everything. And like I said, letting me, you know, kind of have this, this unfiltered view of, of, of your relationship and your life together. Absolutely. You are welcome. You're and thank welcome. you for having us. Oh, no, it, it's, it's, it's my pleasure. And for my listeners, as I've said before, uh, for my Patreon supporters, you know, you guys know how I feel about you. You know, you're the fuel that makes all of this go. I wouldn't be able to do this without the support that you guys show me. Um, you know, of course, I, I appreciate all the people who listen to my show, but my Patreon supporters are always going to have a special place in my heart because they're the ones who say, you know what, we like what you do, we believe in what you do, and we want to see you continue doing what you do. You know, if you're not yet a Patreon supporter, as I always say, maybe this episode is the one that kind of puts you over the top and says, hey, you know what, let me send that guy a little something so he can keep on doing what he does. So I want to thank all of you. I am your host, Michael C. This has been another installment of the Keys and Anklets podcast, and I will see you when I see you. Take care.